live from Lagos, Nigeria. This is the drive home with Bisaya Adewale. It's another Friday on the drive home with Bisaya Adewale, aka Bisaya the Eagle Teacher, live from Lagos, Nigeria. Right about now, you're probably home already or driving home from school. On today's show, we'll be talking about alternative disciplinary measures in the 21st century home and school. And of course, I am not doing this alone. I am Live driving this conversation Lagos, with two 21st century this teachers and parents as they share their views about the needed shifts. It promises to be an interesting conversation. Or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cats. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. Introducing Autism Aspirational Futures, a virtual SEN conference for parents and carers. Do you work with parents or carers of students with autism? If so, this free virtual conference from Witherslack Group can support them and you. Providing inspiring talks from leading experts, offering practical advice on supporting children and young people with autism and associated needs. This very special event will take place during Autism Acceptance Week and is sure to be an enjoyable occasion for everyone wanting to develop their knowledge, understanding and celebrate their children's amazing superpowers. Don't miss out. Register for free at witherslackgroup.co.uk today. Witherslack Group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
According to the United Nations Children's Fund, schools across 23 countries are still partially or fully closed due to COVID, affecting 405 million pupils. Some schools that have reopened have reported that some vulnerable children, especially girls, have not returned. UNICEF Executive Director Catherine Russell says children are the hidden casualties of the pandemic. In March 2020, 150 countries around the world completely shut their schools, with partial closures in a further 10. Two years later, 19 still have some of their schools closed. In a further four, the Philippines, Honduras, Solomon Islands and Vanuatu in the South Pacific, at least 70% remain shut, the proportion UNICEF categorise as full closure. Ms Russell told BBC News, We are seeing children go back who were reading before, who now can't read, who were doing numbers before, who now can't do that. Some children, because their families were so impoverished, were moved into the workforce. Girls also get moved into early marriage, and that's a terrible fate. Across sub-Saharan Africa, reading, writing and math skills were lowest even before the pandemic. When schools returned in Uganda in January this year, about one in ten pupils failed to return. In Northern Ireland, Dr Graham Galt, director of the National Association of Head Teachers, has voiced his concerns following the release of provisional budgets for individual schools. He said, The indicative financial allocations to schools announced today make harrowing reading for all of our school leaders. With a decade of decimated budgets for schools behind us and the prospect of a further shortfall of three quarters of a billion pounds over the next three years, it is simply impossible for many of our schools to maintain basic services for our children without already enormous deficits spiralling further out of control. One factor that will deepen the financial crisis dramatically is that COVID-related costs, including for substitute teachers, will no longer be covered by additional funding. Schools will be expected to cover such costs themselves. This is a huge expense and will plunge some schools into an unprecedented level of crisis. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk VPN. For those of you thinking, why is Steve talking about an underwear fashion faux pas? A VPN is a virtual private network, and knowing a little bit about them might make you realise you actually need one. What is it? Well, in a nutshell, a VPN changes how internet data is transmitted from a device. It allows the user to be more hidden. I know what you're thinking. I'm no cyber criminal. Why do I want to conceal my data? Well, let's look at three things a VPN can do for you. 
I'm going to use a phone as an example, but all of these can be applied to any device you can put on the internet. Do you use public networks? A public network may be the Wi-Fi on the bus or train, a local coffee shop or fast food restaurant, any connection that isn't your home. Transmitting data on these networks can potentially allow your data to be intercepted by third parties. Having a VPN allows you to encrypt your data from your device rather than depending on the network you're connecting to. So, when surfing the web while enjoying a burger and fries, you can be confident if you're being intercepted, the data will be useless to the interceptor. The next is shopping online. When connecting to an online shop, some stores use your location and unique device ID to target you. If you're returning to look at a product, the likelihood is you're going to buy it. Knowing this, some stores use clever algorithms to increase the price to maximize their profit. With a VPN, you can mask this data so the price you see is the initial price. The third is some streaming services are blocked by internet providers or unavailable from outside of certain countries. If you're using a VPN, you can choose where to set your location to allow you to see the content you wish to stream. I've not looked at individual providers. Some are free, some are paid for. If you're unsure, find a friend who's using one, ask them about it, and use the same one as them to begin with. Then you get free tech support. Make sure you know the terms of service. You don't want the VPN you're using keeping your data, as that would defeat the object in the first place. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Thank you so much, uh, Ayeni Bukola, for being on the show with us today, out of your busy schedule of being uh, an educator, a lecturer, a wife. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on the show with us. Now, thank you for having me. Yeah. So now, looking at alternative um, disciplinary measures that we need to start looking at. First of all, to start with, what does the act of discipline? What does it mean to you when you when you want to discipline a, a student, a learner, a child? What does it mean to you? Thank you for the question. So when we talk about Discipline. Discipline is just to instill ways in which a learner or a child will be able to obey instructions. Now, when a child or a learner disobeys, that's when we bring out this act of discipline. Okay. So we just want to correct immoral behaviors, we want to correct deviant behaviors in a child or a learner. That's why we bring out discipline. So discipline can come in any form. It could be verbal, it could be physical, and it could be um, through advices to okay. students. It could come in any form depending on the teacher. So that's the act of discipline. That is correcting wrong behavior so that we can now retrace them or bring them back to the right behavior in the right track. So that's what discipline means. Yes, excellent. So it means that discipline is majorly for negative behavior. That's the essence exactly. of discipline. You want to change that negative behavior to become a positive one. Yes. All right. We have rules and regulations uh. set down. So for a child to obey those rules, we need to discipline such a child. So mm. we will not have issues in the future. All right. So at what point Thank does you. discipline become physical, emotional, and mental um, torture. You know, this, we, we grew up 
being disciplined and it it felt like torture. It felt like our parents were being wicked. It felt like our teachers were being mean to us to the point that we even accepted as ah that my mean mom ah that my mean teacher if you miss math teacher's class you'll be in trouble you know things like that so at what point do we draw the line between disciplining a child and torturing a child because of the child's negative behavior thank you thank you for the question as we all know that we are africans we are nigerians and we are traditionalists so we believe that when we want to discipline a child we use the physical way which was used for us when we were little you use the spank us you smack us you even insult us just to instill discipline in us and this has affected the children in in different ways in diverse ways it has affected them some emotionally now some people don't have a good relationship with their parents just because of the way the parents were trying to instill discipline through flogging through insults some they decided not to be friends with their parents it is affecting the parents these days you see that parents now don't understand their children just because they were trying to instill discipline right from when they were little from crazy to this period so discipline the act of discipline that we know here in nigeria for example, it's not a good one. It has not, it has a positive aspect and a negative, but I think the negative aspect has supersedes the positive. Mm. Truly, when I'm being flogged, I won't want to go back to it again. But there are some children that when they are being flogged, they will say, is it not, is it not just pain? Uh, I'll be able to chest 25 strokes of pain and nothing <laughs> will happen. Nothing will share. I'll take it and I'll do what I want to do. I only cry. Yes, I've heard of a child say, I only cry. And after crying, I'll clean my tears and I'm fine. So this um, act of discipline, this um, negative act of discipline has really affected the mental, the emotional state of a child. And also physically. A child now believes that if you if you disobey my rule, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to flog you. And this also engender um, bullying that we have now. Mm. A child now believes that for you to obey me, I need to beat you up. I need to bully you. Mm. And it has affected us physically also. So I do not like the idea of this um, physical or this traditional way of disciplining children by flogging, by spanking. Okay. Thank you so much for addressing that. So uh, I'd like you to give us an instance of any experience you've had or... I don't know anyone that you've heard of or that you have seen where in the in the, the the good intention of the parents or the teacher to discipline a child now became torture. I, there was one that was uh, trending in the news where a two-year-old was flogged and marks of the cane was all over the back of the child. I, the, the, the image of that child is still vivid in my head. No, her back was full of marks and strokes of the cane. In 2022, in this century, a teacher flogged the two-year-old. Why? Because she could not recite, I think, her numbers. She could not recite her numbers or her letters. I can't place it now. So at two years, a two-year-old, and the marks were all over the child's back. child abuse. Now, do we call that discipline? 
do we even call that discipline in the <laughs> first place or torture? Because in the teacher's no, no, defense, no, 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 no. it is torture. Mm-hmm. So do you have other instances where we can, let's abuse. talk it out. Okay, thank you. Yeah, in our um, world, we have many, many examples of such discipline. Now, I know of a child because the child could not say, I want to poop, could not tell the teacher, I want to poop, and mm. the child decided to poop on her body, a little child, a child of less than three years, that the teacher was so angry. You know, when you are frustrated, mm. <laughs> when a teacher is frustrated from home, that's why we talk about emotional balance, um, mm. work-life work balance. Life, yeah. When a teacher is frustrated from home, the teacher can bring down the frustration on the kids and think that she or he or she is instilling discipline in the child. Now, the, the, the child, whenever the child wants to pull, the child will always touch her bum bum that, or her boots that she wants to do something. She'll be touching it. But the teacher did not understand the students. The teacher has been taking care of this child for a while, but yet could not understand the learner. That's why a parent or a teacher needs to understand their child, their children. There are sometimes you don't need to respond to these children. There are sometimes you just need to talk to them. You just need to advise them. So the child wanted to pull and was eating her boots that she wants to pull. But the teacher did not take cognizance of what the child was doing. And the child decided that I can't hold this thing any longer and decided to pull on her body. And the teacher, in frustration, in Uh trying to instill discipline that we are talking about, flogged that baby to the extent that mother saw marks on her baby, her baby's body when she got home, that, ah, I didn't beat this child now. How come this mark I found on my baby's body? So with anger, the mother went back to the school and started a fight with the teacher mm-hmm. that he had to, the, the situation was out of hand. They had to call the owner of the school, the principal, everybody just pleading on behalf mm-hmm. of the teacher. So mm-hmm. this has, uh, this is not a good way of um, disciplining a child, especially children less than five years. Mm-hmm. Less than five years is called child abuse, physical child abuse. When you flog a child, a child less than five years doesn't really know much. So what we need to do for such a child is just to continue speaking to them. My little girl, when you do this, it is wrong. You don't pick your nose. You don't. You don't abuse. You don't insult. It is wrong because anybody that does this, if, if you're a Christian or a Muslim, you can even use uh, part of the Bible passages or part of the Quran to teach the child also mm. and give ch- um, the child examples of good children. Yeah. Examples from the Bible. To the to the child even god himself chastises us but he doesn't use cane to flog us so why we man be using cane to flog um a child just because we want to instill discipline we are supposed to work according to how the lord has laid it for us to walk through through the bible and whenever god wants to even when adam and eve sinned god was angry god sent them out of the garden god did not still abuse them god was still loved Doubling onto them, even after the curses to the ground, God did not mm. curse man. God only caused the things around man. 
So mm -hmm. we should also take that as as um, a lead, as example. Something to model. That yeah. We don't need to abuse a child. No Baba abuse just because you want to instill discipline. No. You need to talk to a child, especially those ones less than five. Then five years and above, then you can still be using um, I will spank you. I will spank you. You know, anybody that does this, we receive 10 strokes of of my kid, a child might be scared because he hasn't been flogged before. I say, ah, I'll receive 10 strokes of this um, week. No, I don't want to. So all those kind of things are what we are supposed to do in the modern day. Just because we pass through such, and maybe by God's grace, we are able to walk in the right path. Doesn't mean the children <laughs> born these days. Yeah. We also walk in that right track just because we pass through that same um, track or we pass through that same act of discipline, then we must also do so for our unborn kids or the ones um, we've already given birth to. So we, we should try to always look at and understand our children, understand the learners. They are different. We are different. God created us differently. So the way you will understand discipline is, is different from the way I will understand discipline. Mm -hmm. To me now, I don't like um, verbal abuse. It affects me emotionally. It mm. can weaken my spirit. Mm. I prefer you talk to me, you advise me, you correct me with love. Than shouting at me, screaming at me and shouting at me, then you want the bad side, the negative aspect of, of my character. So mm. that's Thank you so much. If you are just joining us, this is The Drive Home with Visayo Adewoli live from lagos nigeria and i'm on this show with two amazing guests right now speaking with me is ayeni bukola a lecturer from the university of lagos department of educational administration and planning and she said something earlier about um, instilling discipline in children from five years and above she said okay at that point you can now begin to introduce the threat of using a uh, of spanking you know just using it to threaten them if you have a contrary opinion please share this is why we are discussing this on the show we there are no right answers we just want to have as many views as possible concerning this issue because this issue has been lingering especially amongst nigerians and this is uh, 2022 we need to move on. We need to be better in, in instilling discipline. Because like she said earlier, so many negative behavior that we see adults exhibiting now is just an extension of the way they have been disciplined while they were younger, while they were kids, while they were learners, either from their teachers, or their parents, or whoever the, the, they lived with, or they were under their guidance. Now, moving on, over time, we have been made to think that being physical was an effective disciplinary measure, but the positive effects is usually shallow and most times short-lived. Why is that? Can we highlight some negative traditional disciplinary measures and their negative impact on the child? We've talked about it earlier, but we now want to um diving deeper into it over time we we've been made to believe that until you are physical you know there are some fathers especially 
the, the whenever a child misbehaves the the only thing the mother needs to say is i will report you to your father your father is coming for you that's that's alone has made a lot of children not to have relationships with their fathers not because they hate their fathers not because their fathers did not show up for them as as a father should but because of that style of discipline yes did it mold their behavior yes it did it did it kept them from 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 um, losing themselves in nigeria we say more jasita it kept them it's you know it controlled <laughs> them but then there was no relationship it killed the relationship so and um, because over time nigerian parents have believed that you have to be physical these children will not listen they don't want to listen that's one thing that you should never accept as a parent or that's one mindset you should not have as a parent these children don't listen or these children will not listen these these children will not do what before they even before they even uh, exhibited that negative behavior you have already concluded you have already concluded for them and so exactly so you are already expecting them not to listen you're already expecting them not so you are exactly so you're already waiting i'm going to beat the hell out of them i'm going to there are some fathers they'll be counting the stroke for you if you miss any stroke they'll tell you times two if you miss it times two i'm giving you 36 if you miss one i double it you can imagine so when a child grows up in that kind of environment when the child too wants to get someone to do something for for him or her once that person yeah. is not responding the next thing is to beat why do you where does yeah, a child learn aggressive. do you understand where does a child learn how to um beat an adult you see a small child a small uh, uh, i don't know if it's the same for mm-hmm. uk children but a small a little baby uh, as a nigerian then the mother will be complaining can you imagine this baby is slapping me this baby is you is beating mm-hmm. me where did the child learn it from the child has watched you discipline uh, his older brother or older sister in that manner. Or even the child himself or herself. Do you understand? Exactly. Or you have seen t- the teacher slap, you know, um, spank the head of, of, of uh, the, his classmate or her classmate. And so when you want something and you don't give it to um, him, or when she wants something and you don't give it to her, the next thing, what she has learned from you is that you she, you, she gets physical. When she gets physical, she'll get what she wants. And all this boils down to the disciplinary measures that we keep using, the traditional disciplinary measures. So let's hear from you some of these traditional disciplinary measures. Let's talk about them. Now we know the physical parts, that's the beating, the flogging. Let's look at other ones and the negative impact it has had. Okay. We have um, the, the, the physical we are talking about, that of the use of pain, beating. Also, we have the use of vulgar words, foul languages that are not supposed to be heard from parents or from a teacher. Mm. Because as a teacher, you are also a parent. You are called mm-hmm. local parents. 
you are meant to take care of these kids while they are at school and instill discipline, teach them morals. So when you say vulgar words, foul languages are not supposed to be heard. You are stupid, you are an idiot, you are a dollar. A teacher is not supposed to call any student a dollar. No child is a dollar. Everything God made made beautifully. Everything uh -huh. was created well. So there's no child that is a dollar. There is something that child will be good at if the teacher hasn't monitored the, um, the child enough. There's something that that child knows how to do best. Everybody cannot be good academically, even though we are trying. Some mm -hmm. can be good technically. Some can be good with the use of their hands. So the use of vulgar words, insulting students, you don't know how to do anything. When you, mm -hmm. and again, our words are powerful. When you start saying those kind of words to a child, every day, every day, that spirit will grow in such a child. The child will truly don't know how to do anything. The mm. child will truly become an idiot at the end of his life. The child will truly become a fool in, in future because of such words. So we should caution ourselves. Whenever we are angry, just calm. Just breathe in and breathe out so that you will not say what you will regret at the end of the day. Don't use vulgar words, no matter what. We'll try hard. That's why we have such deviant behaviors in society now. Whenever there is a fight, you will hear it in Nigeria. Yeah. Can you imagine? Please translate that. Translate that. Okay. <laughs> when we say uh, that your head is not correct, your mother is a fool, your mother is a prostitute, this and that, all those kind of words, they, are, they, are, they, they started right from the parents or from the teacher's use of such words. And we have them um, shouting, screaming at the child. It can instill fear in the child. Eh? My daddy is coming, you, know, you see the child running, setting everything down. That's pretense. Mm -hmm. That's hypocrisy. Exactly. The child is not free to do what he or she wants to do because of the fear you've instilled yes. in the child. And Once the child my daddy will, comes in. Yeah. The child will now grow up to become an eye service uh -huh. expert. Exactly. That's why we have dictatorship um, mm -hmm. in, in the family. We have um, husbands that are autocratic. They are dictators. They are tyrants. They, they came out from a family. They mm -hmm. were trained in such manner. That's why when I hear of such stories, I just shake my head that look at the foundation of this man. How was he trained? Who was mm -hmm. the guardian of this man? You, mm -hmm. This man did not just start. He, he didn't come from heaven and start behaving in such manner. Something must have happened. Why this, um, why this man was growing up. That's why he's behaving in such a manner. I know of a family that once the father is around, nobody will stay in the sitting room. Mm. It's only the man. Can you imagine? And you are trying to bring um, um, trained children. And yet your children cannot even have a tete a tete with their dad. Dad, mm. I'm facing so, so, so thin. As a man, I want you to advise me. As a father, I want you to advise me. As a brother, I want you to advise me. No, because of the kind of negative discipline, what we call discipline, it's mm -hmm. negative on the behavior it's of the child. It's negative, <laughs> affecting the child negatively. And we think that we are helping the child. That's why they're abroad. They don't do such a thing. And yet the children are still doing fine. They still respect their parents. They still obey rules and, and, and regulations, instructions, whatever that has been set down for them. It depends on the parent or the teacher. The teacher cannot do this alone. That's why you see me still referring to the parents. 
How many hours will a student spend in a, in a, in a Bukola, class? Please try to avoid yes. eating the table. The sound. Is, oh. Yeah, he's picking the okay. sound. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> okay. So that's why I'm referring to um, the parents because the parents, okay. they have much work to do. So we should avoid shouting, screaming, slaps, spans, whipping, um, 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 like abuse. The, the punishment of abuse, yes, um, negative words. And also, um, because you do not do this, you will not eat. No, mm. no. Now what that's the real that? definition of torture. And not discipline, <laughs> depriving the child of food. No, or depriving, no. depriving the, the teacher says you are not going to have your lunch break because. because so how do you want the child to go on with the class? Nah, nah. Or you yeah. seize the, the food of the child. the child out of the class. Mm-hmm. Sending the child out of the class when lesson is going on. And the, how do you expect the child to understand what you are going to teach when you send the child out of the class? So why, why giving out these um, disciplinary measures? We should also think of the consequence. What consequence will he have on this child? If I should send this child out of my class, how will he understand what I'm about to teach or what I'm teaching? Mm-hmm. If I don't give my child food to eat this afternoon, won't he go outside and start begging from the neighbors? Won't he start stealing because he doesn't have food? Mm-hmm. The, the, the um, needs of the child. I can't meet the needs of the child. That's why we, we have them begging on the streets because their parents can't meet their needs. We mm-hmm. have them stealing because their parents can't meet their needs. And, and, and we say we are instilling discipline. No, it's mm-hmm. a very, very wrong approach. I just hope that through this um, talk, there will be a change. Mm-hmm. There will be a change from the parents' angle and the teacher's angle. Out- Welcome back. Um, we're still on the show with Bisayo Adewoli live from Lagos, Nigeria, and I am still speaking with Bukola Ayeni, a lecturer from the University of Lagos, Department of Educational Administration and Planning. So moving on on this conversation, um, I'm going to share with you an account of a negative disciplinary measure that I have seen, and I would like you to share with us what could have been done better by the teacher and the parents. So during a a class, okay, so during a class, a student was caught passing a note during the class. The student was, was caught passing the notes. A teacher, the teacher caught the student passing the note to another student. And when the teacher got a hold of the notes, the teacher found out that it was a love letter being passed during the class. Now, the teacher completed the class. The teacher left, uh, allowed the students remain in the class till the end of the class. She just seized the notes. And after the class, she made the students follow her to the staff room and now allowed all the teachers, allowed all the teachers to interfere in the, in the matter and, you know, 
you know how it is in a Nigerian staff room. With too many mouths. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody, all the teachers were involved in the matter to the point that the, the boy in question was, was written over his face that he was so embarrassed, full of shame, yes, you know, and guilt, you know, and all of that. So at the end of the day, the child, the boy did not come to school for more than a week. And the girl that he wrote the letter to, it was only, it was, she was the only one that brought her parents. And when the parents came, the parents kept on denying that, no, it can't be. This is not my daughter. You know, it's not my daughter. This is not my daughter's writing. It can't be my, the daughter was saying it right in front of, in front of the parent that, it is me. I'm the one that's. I'm the one in question. I am the lover girl in question. She said no, no, no. It can't be. You know, started abusing her verbally, calling her all sort of names. That you did not learn this from me. It's not. This is not from me. It's not. I, I did not train you. You know, in front of all the teachers in the staff room. So at the end of the day, just the effect of that um, discipline measure was was so shallow it was not effective at all because afterwards in that same class another teacher reported again that they found a, a love letter in the hands of another student again so it means that they did not learn from that from the first that could have been caught so it was no it was no longer a big deal to them so what could have been done better what do you think could have been done better <laughs> as a teacher i know that could infuriate one when you are teaching, then the students are busy doing something else. It's so annoying as a teacher. But in that scenario, one would just have to breathe in, as I said earlier. When you are so angry, just breathe in and breathe out. And the best thing is just a talk. Because those students, I'm sure they are from secondary schools. Yes. That means maybe junior or senior, whatever. They're from yeah. a secondary school. So those kind of children, for them passing love, whatever, to each other means they've gotten to a particular stage where they will understand the meaning of love. So that kind of um, scenario, the best thing for the teacher was to just give them a class talk. Mm. A class talk that, you know, there are some talks that you listen to and you will say, oh God, why didn't I hear this from the beginning of my life? Mm. So that, even if the teacher cannot, because there are some people gifted in doing such a talk, even if the teacher cannot do such a thing, maybe there is a teacher in that school that she can tell. It's not supposed to go um, wild that way because mm. it will affect the emotional um, level of those students, the emotional stability of those students. That's why the boy did, he was so ashamed. Yes. It was like a disgrace to him. That's why he left the school. If it was possible, he won't come back to that school again and he just try to get admitted in another school because he would be feeling so embarrassed anytime he comes to school. And look at the parent again that came on behalf of the of the, the, <laughs> the girl. girl. I'm sure the girl would have explained everything to them at home, but mm -hmm. they still decided to come and do something else when they got to school mm -hmm. just to prove innocence, which is wrong which is wrong. So I can give advice as a teacher. If I was the teacher, I would just give, I will just look for maybe out of my time for teaching, I can just give like 20 minutes. I can spare 20 minutes to talk to them. That's why it's needed. Set stop. Even from 
um, a child, a child that knows how to say mommy, daddy, you are supposed to be teaching them on sex talk so that we can avoid all this um, issue of um, rape, all these um, pedophiles here and there. When a child knows something, if you say, if somebody touches your bum bum, come and report to me as a mother. I will do, I, I know what to do. But a child will even come and report to um, a mother and the mother will not still believe the child. Imagine mm -hmm. you get back to a child and a child, I watched a, a video like that. The child was telling the mother that this teacher, I don't like him. I don't like him. And you as a mother or as a father, you failed to investigate the matter. Mm. You failed to investigate the matter to even know what really is making this child to say no, 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 no. So it says talk is meant to be given to those students. Mm -hmm. Now, you came to school. What did you come to school to come and do? You came to learn. Why did you come and learn? For your future to be bright, for your future to be better, or mm -hmm. to have different reasons for coming to school. Okay, now that you now came to school and the teacher is teaching you this particular lesson. Okay, I taught so, so, so thing now. Maybe mathematics, I taught algebra. Come and solve this question for me. Can you solve it? You cannot solve it because you were not listening to me while I was teaching. You were busy doing something that you can do after the class. Something that you can do later on, you were busy doing it. And again, is this the right time for you to start sending love letters to your fellow classmates? How old are you? How much do you have? If this lady gets pregnant today, can you cater for her? Can you cater for yourself? Can you cater for the unborn child? So all those kind of talks, it's needed. It's needed. This, this life that we are living, especially these days, as the year is rolling by, we need a lot of talk, a lot of talk, emotional talks that will go deep into hearts, man. Enough of the abuse, enough mm. of the spanking, enough of the shouts, the screaming, all those ones, we've done them. Yes, we've done and them. it did not work. What did, what mm -hmm. did it lead to? So let's try another way. Let's see how this one will work. Hmm. let's see how this one will work so that's the advice i can give as a child as a teacher rather yeah. that's just a talk to the students to yeah. bring them back to their senses wherever the senses are disappeared <laughs> to come back and the yes i believe in that too please if you'd like to join the conversation you can text in if you were the teacher what would have been your approach what would have been your alternative disciplinary measure um that would have um, brought out a better result than what's actually happened. Now, moving on, what is the future of alternative disciplinary measure in Nigerian homes? What do, where do you see um, this, 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 this alternative disciplinary measure we have talked about? What, where do you see Nigerian homes in the nearest future? Do you think that Nigerian homes will get to that point like Nigerian parents, Nigerian teachers, you know, African teachers will get to that point where, you know, alternative disciplinary measures will now be the norm. Negotiating with the learner. Somebody has just done something wrong and a Nigerian parent is now negotiating. You know, you did this. What do you think I should do to you? You understand? Do you, where, do you see... Do you, see us getting, do you see us getting there? Do you see us in the future getting to that point where we now use negotiation and agreements, you know, to discipline our children, our learners? Well, it has started. It has started already. Hmm. Because I know these days in schools, 
um, corporal punishment is not allowed again. The use of cane is not longer uh, is no longer allowed in, in in school. So I think it has started in a way. It has started in a way. You know, when you bring about a new innovation, it doesn't just take charge that way. Gradually, gradually, people begin to find interest. Okay, I benefited from it. So do you try it? So this um, alternative discipline we are talking about, it will gradually become what everybody decides to use when they start seeing the positive impact in the life of um, the children. Mm. Everybody will now embrace it. So it has started already. We don't use cane in our schools to flog children. Yes. Even though some people are still using one thing or the other, even if they don't use cane, I don't know, maybe it's ruler. <laughs> they still using ruler. You still see marks on a child's body. But I, I believe in the nearest future through the parents we are breeding now. I know that yes. these alternative um, strategies will surely... The, the new generation of parents will take us there. Yes, we have them. Um, yes, exactly. This yeah. new generation of parents, they will take things to a better level. So yes. I'm hoping, because hi now, I'm part of the new generation of parents. <laughs> parents. You also, you are part of the new... And I'm very sure that you will not be correct. <laughs> she might not know uh-huh. she might not know that is wrong that is where the talking comes in baby girl do you know what you did now annoyed me you know what you did now i can decide to flog you but i'm not going to flog you maybe because you don't know so don't do it again so this talk we need to do a lot of talking these days yes, when it, when we now and talk, talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and a child refuses to change <laughs> and the you child know that over want to go to higher authorities <laughs> <laughs> exactly hey now god oh, let me with this child and i'm sure god is going to answer may yes. god help us help amen us, help us all right to work according yes. to what you said yes yes Thank you so much. It has been an interesting time listening to you and um, we hope to have you again on the show. If you are just joining us, you still have a lot to listen to as we'll be listening to our second guest uh, who is also a teacher. Good afternoon, uh, Martha Jesuleke. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Martha Jesuleke is a biology teacher in Lagos State. And of course, she's an award-winning teacher, and it's such an honor to have her on the show today. And as I said earlier, we are looking at alternative disciplinary measures used in the classroom. Of course, as teachers born and bred in Nigeria, we grew up in a setting where most of the disciplinary measures instilled or meted out on us uh, were usually physical and uh, emotionally draining to the point that we could not even differentiate between discipline and torture. We began to accept torture as the right way of disciplining a child for uh, negative behavior. To start with, what is discipline to you? What does it mean? Discipline as a verb now, what does it mean to discipline a child or a learner for 
negative behavior or for doing something wrong, what does it mean to you? All right, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm delighted to be in our midst. Okay, so um, now I'm going to be looking at it in the context of a teacher to students, to our students. Okay. So to me, for me, discipline is a way of training those young ones to obey rules using punitive measures. Now, why do we use this measure? Is to spur good behaviors in those learners. I call them learners. I don't like using the word student. So that is what discipline is to me. Okay, so basically it is necessary to uh, actually discipline learners because at the end of yes. the day, learn uh, occurs when there's a permanent change in behavior. So when the behavior, the previous behavior was wrong, after uh, disciplining the child, the child learns a new way of life, a new way of behaving, a new way of reacting or responding to something, and it become, the child becomes better. Right, okay. Yes, so we cannot rule out discipline when it comes to that, uh, when it comes to teaching and learning, the teaching and learning process, we can't rule it out. All right. So at what point does discipline become physical, emotional, and mental torture to your learner? At what point? Where do we draw that line? Give us some instances where we, we need to draw that line between discipline and torture. Uh, the, the previous speaker was even saying that at some point it's even, it can even cross over to abuse. It's not mm. when, when the teachers, the teacher has a good intention of, you know, using that measure on that child, but it's, it's interpreted as abuse, no other word for it. So to you, where do we draw that line? Give us some instances. If you have heard or seen of any experience or maybe your own personal experience while you were a learner in school, where do we draw that line between discipline, right. torture, and abuse? All right, fantastic. Thank you so much for that question. And I'm going to, as a school counselor, I'm going to be using a recent um, scenario so I'm going to be using a case of Ada, not real name. Nice. Last week, she walked up to me and said, Auntie, she wanted to see me. Of course, it was during a class. I noticed she wasn't, you know, she wasn't looking too good. And that's one of the things a good teacher should also note. Not just us teaching, but we should also notice, we should understand our students. So I had to call on her. I told her to come and see me. I'm getting to my office she started to cry. So I walked her out of the office and went because uh, I, I wasn't too comfortable discussing with her in the midst of other colleagues. So I had to walk her out and then we got talking. And she started with by saying that she, she's in a mess. I said, what does she mean by that uh, statement? She now narrated to me how, according to her, there was a day she went to visit a friend, a male friend. So she said the guy is a friend of her and she went to visit him in a, at his mom's shop. And uh, she, didn't, she didn't know how a guardian, because she doesn't stay with her parents, she didn't know how a guardian got to know. And the guardian got back home. The guardian happened to be her mom's younger brother. So, which is also uh, uh, like her parents. So she got, to, the man got to know and... Uh, you know, naked her wow. in front of people in the house, told her to bend down. 
and started pouring fresh pepper. According to what she said, he grounded pepper. This Yoruba atarudo grounded yes. it and started using it to massage her vagina. At that point, I became so very uncomfortable. Of course, she knows that I don't take all those kind of things with uh, levity. So she knew I was going to hurt. So I now told her, I said, she should feel free to tell me all what transpired. She said after that, she called younger ones in the community because she stays in, the, in, in this general what we call face me and face you yeah. apartment. So she, she said they called different people and they started, you know, calling her names, Ashewo, you know. The fact that, you know, started beating all over her body. Please translate Ashewo for the sake of our non-Nigerian yeah. listeners. <laughs> oh, okay. Ashewo simply means someone who sells her body, you know, for money, who sleeps around with different men. So, you know, and she showed me her breast, how she was beaten. The, the man bite on the breast all over her body. And My to God. me, I said, no, this is, this, is, this, is, this is more than, you know, discipline. Then it has gotten to emotional abuse because she was giving names. You know, when you name call someone, you, you've, you've, you've tampered with that person's emotion. And, you know, physically, because you, 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 she was kicked, she was beaten, and I can see bruises all over her body. So... To me, this has gone beyond trying to correct her for what she has done. You know, was trying to, you know, correct her that she shouldn't go and visit an opposite sex. But he has gone too far by, oh you know, delving into her emotional life. Exactly. It has become an abuse. He can be exactly. jailed for that. Exactly. And, and even as I speak, as I speak, because I follow up with her, the, since since that day till now, she wouldn't be given food until she only eats once in a day. You know, you don't just they have not just abused her physically and emotionally. They're also giving her mental torture when you deprive her of basic needs, food. You know, so to me, those things that has happened to her dad that were done by a, a foster parent as a, as as really really shown to me that this is discipline gone wrong. Exactly. That's the hashtag. Discipline gone wrong. You mean? Uh-uh. My goodness. You said something that made me remember what we discussed earlier in the show, um, where she was deprived of food. And mm. I, asked, I asked the listeners a question. I said, where, at what point or when will we move from um, food deprivation to negotiating instead of depriving the child from food sit down with the child and negotiate okay this is what you did wrong what do you think we should do all to make sure that you don't do this again let's talk you understand the previous speaker also mentioned something about talking like actually talking that nigerian parents don't talk they shout they don't they scream and so they, they, sure. they, there's no conversation. They don't communicate. They don't communicate that they, they, that we really need to learn how to talk. Uh, thank you very much for that scenario that you just gave us. It's really um, exposed the whole, the, the major difference between discipline, um, torture, and abuse. Now, uh, following the scenario you just gave, I would like to give a scenario that I gave the previous speaker. So a teacher, while teaching in the class, discovered that a note being passed from 
a male student, uh, a male learner to a female learner. And as and it was distract, it was distracting for, for her. And then she walked up to the learner, to the male learner, and collected the notes, only to find out that it's a full page of love letter written to the female oh. learner in details. The, 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 oh. the letter contained, you know that this this learner knew what he was writing. He understood everything that he was writing and it exposed a lot of things that they've been doing. And so the teacher oh. kept her cool, finished teaching the class. You would, you would have thought that, oh, excellent. The teacher has done, a, the teacher was able to, you know, undo that anger and control the anger. Not knowing that, okay, let me just continue. Let me not spill the beans. So if the, the, the class was over and then the teacher told the two students to follow her to the staff room. As soon as she entered the staff room, you know now, you know the, you know the picture of a Nigerian <laughs> staff room. That is now that now consists of mainly female teachers. As soon as she entered the staff room, hey everybody, you won't believe what has just happened in my today. Me sweating and teaching these these learners. Look at what I found. Oh, and other female teachers started. They started part the letter from one female teacher to the other. Everybody puts dropping their comments. While the two learners were standing there in the staff room, embarrassed, ashamed. So they, after all, the teachers had already commented, said all sorts of things to them. They now said, you must bring your parents. The next day, only the female um, uh, learner brought a father, of which the father was in denial. The father was in denial. He kept on denying, it is not my daughter. It's not my daughter that was being referred to. The daughter was telling me, Daddy, it is me. I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one that is being referred to. That's my name. It's me. The man kept saying, it's not possible. You know, it was, and some of these were even laughing. Now, for the male learner, he did not come back to school for a week, if not more. So now, as a teacher, Talking about alternative disciplinary measures, what could have been done better by that teacher actually caught them and all those other teachers in the staff room? What could have been done better? All right, thank you so much. Um, I have always said this: um, teachers cannot stand in 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 the gap of a school counselor, you know, and uh, the work of a school counselor cannot be replaced with any other uh, uh, work. I'll explain why I said this. Had that been in that scenario you have uh, you've explained now, had it been there was a school counselor in that school, I want to believe that um, that issue would have been handled professionally. Mm-hmm. The teacher in question didn't handle that uh, issue professionally. The fact that you know, uh, she brought those students to the staff room and allowed, you know, I can imagine that that would bring opportunities for other teachers to begin to, you know, call them sort, all sorts of names and even be judgmental mm-hmm. over their kids. I always tell my students, it's okay to love, but then I tell them why they don't need to love at the moment. You know, it, it, what the boy has done, if I'm to, if I'm to speak concerning that, 
and he hadn't done anything out of place, but he only needed to be guided. The fact that he was able to construct that kind of letter to uh, that the learner, uh, you know, wrote that kind of letter, the teacher would have seen uh, an ability in the child, you know, the ability of the child trying to write a good essay. Mm -hmm. In fact, I won't rule out the fact that he, 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 he is a good example of a learner who could, you know, tell a story. But then instead of channeling his or her energy, I mean the teacher now, instead of her channeling, you know, watering down the ability in that child, she only would have sat them down to, you know, to explain better why and the need for those students to, you know, channel their energies to achieving great success, writing good essays, writing good letters, you know, that would award their marks and would help them academically. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think the, 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 the place of trying to identify those children's ability and also trying to you know, help them place their priorities right is what the teachers should have done. Exactly. Thank you so much for that response. If you are just joining us, it's the drive home with Bisayo Adewole live from Lagos, Nigeria. And we are talking about alternative disciplinary measures in the classroom. And we have been listening to Martha J. Subleke, a biology teacher in Lagos State. If you would like to join the conversation, please, you can call in or text in and your comments will be read out. Thank you once again for staying with us. So Martha, let's talk about negotiation and agreements as an alternative disciplinary measure. Do you think it can work in a Nigerian setting? Because, you know, uh, parents and even Nigerians generally don't believe that negotiation and agreements, like doing that with a child, especially a Nigerian child, can work. They still believe that you still have to be physical with the child. You need to raise your voice. If not, these children will not just listen. These children are just so disobedient. They know what they are doing, intentionally being stubborn. You know, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the power of negotiation and agreement and the possibility, or I don't know how else to put it, the possibility of it working, being effective in a Nigerian setting. Parents to child, teacher to learner. All right. So I'm, I'm going to be starting with that of a parent to a child. Hi, as a parent and having kids, if I, one of my children happens to be someone that likes to explore, she likes, you know, she wants to see your reactions. Mm. So initially, I, I would scream, I would shout, and my husband would be like, you are not passing the message across to this child. You know, it, it just brings me down to the fact that people always say, if you're a doctor, you can't cure yourself. If you're a nurse, you can't treat yourself. You know, mm -hmm. you have to still seek, seek help. So the fact that I am a counselor doesn't mean I should, uh, doesn't give me the room for, you know, displaying the best uh, child to parent relationship. Mm -hmm. So at the point I had to sit down and then I studied her and I noticed that, oh, as small as this child is, she, she's also human and she has feelings. She wants you to talk to her 
as with respect let me use that word mm -hmm. so when i began to you know address her and talk to her talk to her speak to her you know a conscious mind i began to see results so let's take it now down to the the, the teacher to students i always say this that as a teacher we shouldn't that or as teachers we shouldn't be the one to to drop rules for our students you know i don't want you to disturb my class i don't want you to do this i don't want you to do that personally at every beginning of every section i sit all my students down and i tell them can we drop rules for this section mm. you know and you'll be amazed by their responses you'll be mm. amazed by of course they know that as they drop rules, they are also to drop the, 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 the punitive yes. measures. The consequences. To that rule. Not and they know yeah. that those rules shouldn't be mentioned. In fact, one of them was saying recently that, ah, until we cane them. And one of them responded by saying, no, caning is not part of our, our style. So instead, you stand up beside her, you know, you'll be the second teacher for that day. And for the mm. next one or 20 minutes you'll be teaching, you will also stand. Mm -hmm. So you feel the pain in our standing to teach and you also you know you learn through that and you know students have, have observed that they don't like you know they feel ashamed when you tell them to stand or to face themselves so in a way you're trying to correct that negative attitude that that child has displayed and also trying to build confidence in the life of that child yes. but making him or her to stand to face the audience so i believe that negotiation can work they are humans. They have feelings. We need to speak to them. They know they have time moments when they listen. No matter how difficult we feel a child or a student is, there's a time, that time, that right time in that life of that child that he or she listens when you speak to them. So let's do more of talking, like you said earlier, instead of shouting. And not yes. just talking. I tell people, you don't just tell students not to do something. Tell them reasons why exactly. they shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So I believe that it will work if we are only doing it right. But those that say, okay, I've been talking, I'm not seeing results. Probably we've been talking and not giving them reasons why they shouldn't do what we said they should not do. Thank or, you. Or we've been talking and we have not been listening to them. Exactly. exactly. So, we have, so it has been a one-way communication. This is what, what exactly. I want you to do. You know, it's, not it's, a, it's different. Yes, yeah, a different mm -hmm. thing when... You sit down with them just like what you said you usually do at the beginning of each um, session. You sit down with them and you, you, you make the rules together. You set the mm -hmm. guidelines, the standards together. So it's not like this is what the teacher said. No, this is what we agreed on. This agreed. is what we settled to follow. This is our settlement. This is what we have decided. So they are part of the process. They feel responsible for those things that they do when they when the, the moment they they um do something wrong they already know that this what i just did is wrong and they will even wait for you to um, start shouting or screaming or anything they already know they already aware that yes uh no 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 i have um breached the contract that i had with a teacher and even other learners in fact, it's other learners that we even tell them, ah, you are supposed to, uh, uh, you are not supposed to talk while uh, auntie is talking. You, oh yeah, raise up your hand. You are, so you are join her, join her, go and join her to teach. Now that's the punishment, you know. And that way, it even makes your work easier as a teacher. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> because 
person that has done wrong is the same person that will meet out the punishment on on herself or on himself. Yes. So now moving on, let's talk about the teachers and the teacher being a role model of discipline to the learner. What do I mean by that? Now we have been talking about is the learner, the learner um, carrying out a wrong behavior, you know, exhibiting negative behavior. We need to discipline. We need to correct. We need. Okay. Now we are. You are not. We are probably not seeing lasting changes because the teacher, herself or himself, is showing or is not a role model of discipline. He's not showing. And that's discipline to, to live a disciplined life worth it. For instance, uh, 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 like the picture I shared with you earlier while we were chatting about that attendance, you won't believe that um, these learners, they notice when teachers clock in. Exactly. They notice hmm. the way teachers manipulate the time when they clock in. How did I find out? One day we just uh, we had just inaugurated the new set of prefects, and we told them that prefects are role models of punctuality. They must come early, and so oh, in order cool. to yes, so in order to track them, they will also have an attendance. So this this prefect uh, started uh, writing attendance. To my greatest surprise, one day I met them writing attendance the way they have seen some teachers writing their attendance. And so mm. it's a prefect comes into school at 8 a.m., knowing that she's not meant to be in school, anything late, uh, she's supposed to be in school uh, before Earlier. 7.45. At, mm. at, at, at most, 7.45 a.m., you should be in school. Anything later than that, you are late. And so at 8 a.m., she is writing 7.35. At 8 a.m., he is writing 7.30. And it is normal. It's normal for them. Because, I mean, that's what teachers do. Hmm. Do you understand? So let us talk about, for focusing on the learners now, how about the teacher being a role model of discipline? Such that these students find it very easy to imitate. Let, let's talk about different ways that the teacher can be a role model of discipline. So that that way the workload of even disciplining these learners will reduce for the teacher because they will just be copying you. They will just be imitating you. So let's talk about that. All right. Thank you. Um, I'm going to be sharing a scenario with you. Recently, my boss discovered that students don't like coming early to school, not to even talk of attending assembly. So I thought of it. I've noticed we have a good number of students coming late to school after 8 a.m. I sat down and I thought of it myself. I called a few of my students and I asked them that, what do you think we can do? One of them said, Auntie, start assembly attendance i said beautiful mm -hmm. so i went i get cardboards i got cardboards i cut them into small small pieces and then put their numbers just like a tag mm -hmm. and i parabinded those uh, uh sorry i laminated those small cuts that i've done and as soon as the bell is as soon as assembly time 
uh, approaches. You start seeing them trooping in until we want to get attacked, we want to get attacked. And before you know it, I have about 98 students in my class. I started having attendance of 88, mm. 90, you know, it was now becoming, you know, to a point that even other teachers noticed that, ah, it is only Mrs. Jesuleke's class mm. that the students will be very, very, you know, they will be cooperative, they'll come to assembly, and even if, if I thought you have students who are not coming, maybe four or five of them, and those ones are really, we understood their cases, yes. maybe students who stays with people who are yeah. out mm. helps and all. So what am I saying in essence? I told those students, you know, punctuality is a soul of business. I, for one, belongs to the school of thought that says, you know, the way you want your own business to be handled is the way you handle other people's business. Mm -hmm. And this is a government business for, at that. So they, I never knew they've been observing that I come early to the school. Mm -hmm. At exactly 7 a.m., you meet me in the school. So I told them as soon as they get to school, they can always come for their tax. And, you know, as they get it, Sometimes we do most punctual, I give them gifts and all. Mm -hmm. So all those things are what helps those students to. So I point that even when I stopped, I stopped last week from giving them tags because I wanted to see if they had adjusted to yes, that. Or if that's they effective. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And to my surprise, I, I just saw that these students, without me giving them tags, they've adjusted to coming early to school. So in me, I felt fulfilled because that approach has worked. Mm -hmm. So what am I saying in essence? As teachers being role models, we can't be role models when we are the latecomers or we are the ones that change time and we are the ones that, you know, just because we don't want anybody to give you a name, you, you come 7.30, you write 7. And this student observes. And to your surprise, don't be surprised. We even get to class and talk about it. Mm -hmm. I remember recently when there was an award uh, by an, a particular organization and those organizations came into the school and they began to ask questions from students. I was surprised when they told me as part of the feedback that this student said, when it's 7 a.m., you meet Mrs. Jessica in school. Mm. And this is me having two kids, having to juggle between so many things, and I will still be in school. So if we want our learners to always be punctual in school, we should be a role model. And not right. just saying, do not do there's this idea that says do as I say I be mean, not do as I do I don't even know how they do that yeah, they said, yeah do as I say <laughs> not do as I do something like that exactly that doesn't work anymore the, our lives are books before them that's mm -hmm. what they read mm -hmm. thank you yes so uh, like you said about this assembly coming late to the assembly you know the the regular and the common discipline measures that and teachers use, you see them at the entrance of the school with their canes, you know, waiting to flog, run down to the assembly, down to the assembly, expecting, you know, using cane as a way of fear that, ah, I don't want to be flogged. So they are running down to the, of which the teacher that is shouting around down to the assembly is probably just coming. Some will still see them with their handbag or their whatever suitcase or whatever, standing there at the, at the gate. As soon as they get to the school, they just stand there with their cane. Run down to the assembly, run down to the assembly, you know. And those that are eventually come late, sometimes you see they will seize their school bags. Sometimes they will tell them to go and cut grass, you know. So, so many other disciplinary measures like that. And yet, the next day, students will still come late. The next week, they will still come late. You know, so why do we keep 
why do we now continue to use these disciplinary measures? There are so many other alternatives which we have just discussed now that can be used. Look at what you have done now. They didn't have to cut grass. They didn't have to, um, I don't know, pick around the school or which, what, all those other uh, torturing measures that people use, you know, throwing them, beating them mercilessly just because they came late, of which many of them have reasons why they come late. If those reasons were, were ruled out, they would even be earlier than most teachers to mm. the school. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, 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 there was a day they were, they were flogging students that were late for the, and to the assembly, you know, and the first period had already started. The students were so many, and it was just two teachers that were flogging them or so. And uh, one of the students just signaled to me, because I was on duty or daddy, one of the students just signaled to me, excuse me, Excuse me, ma'am, please. I want to tell something. So, what is it? Say, ma'am, coming from a very far distance. Where are you coming from? I don't even know how I can describe that distance here because, you know, it, she's pulling in through Larry and she's coming from Ijegu. So, I'm wondering why are you enrolled in, in Suru Larry when there are so many government schools in Ijegu where you can, you know? Mm-hmm where you can just enroll. She explained all the risks to me. I know I'm like, you will always come late. There's no way you will meet up with uh, 8 a.m. assembly. You will always come late. So you will all be flogged. Is that what you are saying? Is that what it means now? That you will always be flogged? <laughs> then they will now say, ah, perpetual late comma. I mean, what are we now doing as teachers? So I had to um, tell the... The, the the other teacher that was in charge of flogging them that look at this is just one case there are so many others that probably fall in the same category with this learner so we're going, we going to keep beating them and give them name mm. as a late comer you know so that's why that's the essence of this alternative and uh, disparate measures that we need to start talking about it needs to become a common narrative not just for teachers but also for parents because I, I won't even blame these teachers and I'm not even exempting myself because even if I don't know how to flog, I'm guilty of shouting. I'm guilty of screaming in the class. Oh. Yes, I'm guilty of it. Sometimes I, I forget myself and I find myself shouting and I call myself back again. Oh, Bisayo, relax, 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 relax. <laughs> Bring down your tone, <laughs> you know, because these students, yes, they can get uh, on your so what am I saying in essence? I'm saying let these alternative disciplinary measures, let it become the new narrative amongst teachers and parents. Even though our own parents might find it difficult to believe or accept that we, we you can train a child without uh, beating or shouting or screaming, you know, they might find it difficult. But we, we are the new generation parents, like the previous speaker said. She said we are the new generation parents and she believes that we are the ones that will change the narrative such that by the time we become grandparents, the, no, nothing of forgiving, uh, corporal punishment or whatever will be heard of anymore. Instead, nego- negotiation, agreement, you know, discussing will become the order of the day when it comes to discipline. Now, to end this conversation, if you are just joining us, oh, I mean, you missed a lot. But don't worry, you can always listen back later on. The, the um, recording of this show will be made available on the Podbean app. So 
to continue with this conversation and to just wrap things up, what or where do you see the future of alternative disciplinary measures in Nigeria and in Africa? You know, we know that this is not the order of the day. It is in the, it is uh, abroad that we know that you can be jailed for uh, flogging uh, your child, you know, or for beating up your child, even if your biological child. Yeah, in Nigeria, we're just beginning to accept that. You know, I know in Lagos states, <laughs> I don't know other states, but I know that in Lagos states, you will, you will be penalized for beating a child that's in the schools. I don't know. They've not taken it to homes yet. It's just schools. So the problem is only with the teacher. So when the child gets home, the child can be beaten. So I don't know how effective that will be. So let's. Uh, so what's the future? What's the future of alternative display measures in Nigerian homes and in African homes? Where do you see this going? Say in the next five, ten years, you know, by that time you would have you would have been uh, a veteran teacher, you know, where probably I don't know. So where do you see where do you see the future of these alternative display measures that we are discussing? Where do you see it in Nigerian yeah. homes? Okay. 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 Um, it's 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 becoming uh, gradually. You know, we are gradually accepting beating, you know, and all all those corrective measures that inflicts injuries and pains on 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 children and students. So, uh, I understood that. Um, in government schools, for instance, we have multitudes, you know, we have students, learners in larger quantity. We have them, in, you know, and we have a lot to do as teachers to make sure we, we are fulfilled per day. So I would advise and I would suggest that um, as, as much as counseling cannot be ruled out, I still see that there's a need for us to incorporate peer-to-peer counseling, you know, mm. having models among the students, among these learners who can be the shining lights for their other colleagues. Students or learners tend to learn better from each other. So yeah. when we teach them, when we, you know, when we, you know, put them through the right track, they will now be the ones to also train others, show others the way so, and also we should do more of uh, incentives, you know, encouraging good behaviors, mm. you know, giving them little, little things that we feel that doesn't matter, that matters to them a lot, yeah. you know. And before we know it, we'll begin to see more of people by trying to emulate good behaviors, it will become part and parcel of them. So yes. my advice is for us to, you know, promote counseling peer-to-peer counseling individual from one student to another student mentoring another student on the right behaviors to do and don't be surprised like i told someone last week i said all those students that you feel that are not useful according to you you see them as students who are not useful you would be surprised by the time you put them through some mentoring sections there will be examples to others. Then you begin mm-hmm. to see the usefulness in them. 
that so in other words give them uh what's it called now give them tasks to do give them opportunities to be able to also be the one to model good behaviors for others mm -hmm. and you begin to see changes in them so i believe that by the time we do this if we touch one life and from there the other lives are touched before we know it it will become a viral thing so i believe that um as in the next five ten years this disciplinary measures you know putting into place all what we've discussed would help to mold the lives of these learners yes i i join my faith with yours and um we can only hope for the best thank you so much for lending your voice for sharing your views and your experiences i must say that i have learned something new that i'm definitely going to um copy or practice <laughs> in my space thank you so much and wow. that's the essence of conversations like this where we can learn unlearn and relearn thank you so thank much you, Thank you so much for having me. I wish you a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the rest of You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.